1: I remember that time when I was out geocaching one Sunday morning, when you texted me and said, what does he left the 99 mean? And it was relating to a song. And at that time, because I was geocaching, I thought, are you talking about geocaching or a song at Crossway?" (laughs) You know, when I found out where he was, I was literally jumping up and down for joy.
0: The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we're once again learning about the modern hobby of geocaching and the creative ways it can be used to share your faith. Last time we talked to two people who are deeply involved in this hobby of hide-and-seek with a GPS, Maria Goh and David Nisbet. Once again, they're chatting and sharing about their favourite hobby with Eric Scadabo in our Melbourne studios. Welcome back to the program, Maria and David.
1: Hello, thank you for having us back.
2: Thank you for having us as well.
1: Yes.
3: And last time we were kind of hearing the story of how the two of you met through this hobby of geocaching. We should kind of say, if you don't know what geocaching is, it's basically modern hide and seek. People hide little treasures known as caches and other people go and find them using a GPS, either on your phone, an app on your phone, or the GPS in your car if it has the exact satellite coordinates. Do I kind of have that? Summed up, right?
2: In a runabout way, yes. yes. It's pretty accurate.
1: In your car, that might be a bit hard, though, because you couldn't drive your car right up to the... I didn't the drive
0: your car to the... <laughs> thing.
1: Get you to I a mean, rough location. I mean, take vicinity. the GPS
3: out of the car.
2: <laughs> I've used the GPS in the uh, car to get uh, to the, uh, what they call, ground zero... Okay. And I uh, parked the car and then used the smartphone from there.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Mm. That's yes. what I meant. Of course. <laughs> now, but now what you shared last time, David, is that even if you have the exact coordinates, they are still only within three meters of the exact spot where the thing is buried. I was going to say buried. I keep saying buried because I'm thinking of a treasure, but
2: where it's hidden. Yes, the uh, the best of the GPS that you can buy off the shelf will have an accuracy of three meters radius.
3: Yes. So if you want to get into this, as we talked about last time, it's really a great activity mm. for the whole family, your mm. grandkids and all that. And so you have to download the geocaching app and then you'll find out where nearby you or in a park around, there are right. different caches that are hidden and you have to try to find them and they're hidden in creative ways, which we can talk about later. But what we want to do is get back to how... Maria used this hobby in a creative way to share her faith, and we were talking about last time that the two of you met through geocaching, is that right? That's correct, yes, yes. Mm. And you found out that Maria wrote a book about a Christian man, and then you downloaded that book, you no, it, bought it online. I actually
2: bought, I read the uh, the book on the internet.
3: Oh, but that's right, and you said that Maria delivered it to you.
2: I delivered the, the book, the physical book to my okay. house. Yes.
3: So you read that book and it's a biography of a christian man that's right he was yes. born
1: in 1902 wow in maryborough who so you met at your church who i met mm-hmm. at my church that's right and he moved to melbourne in around 1960s or 1950s.
3: So, in addition to being obsessed with this hobby, you also write books.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I enjoy writing. I uh-huh. really, really enjoy writing. So, I've got a travel blog page which I've started, and uh, part of the reason Please why tell I us enjoy, how you can find that on uh, my travel blog is called See the World with Maria. One more time See the World with Maria. And if you well, you we have so many
3: things going in your life, but we I have to focus do. on the geocaching.
1: <laughs> well, focus on the geocaching, that's right. So, writing also features into, uh, well, my passion about writing also uh, enters my geocaching hobby because I enjoy finding creative ways to include uh, the geographical, anything that's of geographical interest or historical significance about a particular place that can be linked to the geocache description and the other thing, hobby of mine, is to write poetry and to write poems. So uh, I'm probably one of the few geocaches that actually include poems in the wow. geocache uh This is description. getting really creative. Yes.
3: <laughs> this, there's just more so, layers to this. It's like an onion. You peel off one layer, and there's another layer below it, and so forth and yeah, so on. But, yeah, but we, we got to get like back that. to David here. So we're talking about how you come to faith
2: or come back to faith. But you read this biography, and you it kind of touched, touched something a nerve, inside, if, if you, you like. Yes, um, there was uh, a Crossway. They have um, Crossway thing,
3: Baptist Church on the Crossway, east side ba- of yes. Um
2: They have um, services in, in their chapel, and um, I got a message from Maria about: uh, Do I want to go to uh, a Songs of Praise meeting? Now, Maria, the
1: Songs of Praise. That how was... did you know
2: he'd be interested in this?
1: Um, well, this is a, this particular service is on Thursdays. It's called Connect, and it's for people who are fifty and above. And uh, this particular Thursday uh, was a special event where they had invited uh, musicians and singers to come mm-hmm. along and do a special presentation of hymns and songs, uh, which I thought would appeal to to David. So, somebody who's I- over fifty. Yes, being over, over oh, I'm 50. Oh, not supposed to say that, David? <laughs> uh, and I thought, look, you know, so I I took a chance and I thought, oh, would you be interested in, in this? We're having this at Crossway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure. Yep. I kind of like, I guess I was nudging that faith space a little bit.
3: Did he show any interest in faith up to this point?
1: Uh, well, he showed an interest in Jim's story and he didn't hate it because it was obviously... Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian biography and pretty full on. And I thought, well, okay, he seems open. Mm -hmm. And so I just went, okay, let's test the next space. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, let's see if Uh, This was a natural next step, I felt, so I invited him. Uh, No pressure. It was more like just dropping it out there. Would you be interested? Feel free to say no. There might be a
3: cage somewhere around there in the car park. (laughs) Uh,
1: I've yet to persuade them to let me plant one there. No, no, they
2: don't have one. Okay. (laughs) So what did you think you got Uh, this invitation? Curiosity Uh, sort of got the better of me, and yes, I said I, I agreed to go. Um, went to the chapel. There's two areas of uh, service here: the mm-hmm. auditorium and the chapels. This was held in the chapel, a, a smaller venue. And uh, I'm thinking, I remember all these hymns and songs. Oh, from your childhood? From childhood. Yeah. Bearing in mind that 61 uh, was the last time I attended church. Wow. It had um, been a while. It was a while. And the walk in and uh, all these songs are being sung. And quite a few of them I was humming away or even maybe voicing the, the odd word and verse here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is like what it was at home, but without a, f- a few other things in the background. I enjoyed the day. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the day. I Yes, I liked it. All
3: so, right. So that was mm-hmm. your first mm-hmm. uh, time going back to church since Basically,
2: 1961. Yes. It was um, not a sermon as such, but yes, uh, it was going back to the church to some degree, yes. Now, Maria, were you there?
1: Yes, I met him uh, outside the chapel to bring him in and to walk in with him.
3: So what was the next step?
1: So I think um, after that particular day, after that Songs of Price, we there was coffee and tea served yes. and a bit yes. of uh, morning tea. So we hung around for that and int- I introduced David to a few other friends. And I can't remember what happened. But I think through it all, it wasn't that I suddenly dropped the invite on him. It was a growing relationship, you could mm-hmm. say. It was just yep. friendship. Yeah. And we were chatting about a lot of other things. So we got to know each other mm-hmm. through connecting online. And so that's why I thought uh, he would be open and he seemed open to that invitation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What was the next, so, next
1: invitation? what was the next thing?
2: The Someone on the line, Seniors Connect was mentioned, which is their standard uh, first Thursday of the month um, service. Mm-hmm. Um
1: and somewhere along the we line, went you went for f- a
2: walk around the the main building, and you got somebody to open up the uh, the auditorium, and I opened, walked inside, and I go, "Wow, this is big," and there's no pulpit. There's well, just oh, a, just a so platform, this different for you. just a platform at the at the, uh, the bottom of the uh, or at the far end of the of the auditorium. And I'm thinking, this is different. This is different. Yeah. So. Yes. So a good difference? Yes. A good difference. So, another seed's been planted. mm mm-hmm. so, And
1: somewhere along the line, I think you went, because Crossway has a café as well. Yes. And somewhere midweek after one of these, I can't remember whether it was your first visit or your second visit that you went back and had lunch there. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: So, God is using, well, first Maria's invitation, but then you're there hearing the praise music, mm-hmm. the worship music.
0: Mm-hmm
3: seeing the atmosphere yes and for some reason you wanted to go back on your own yes what's happening inside
2: it's hard to say what's happening inside I just keep going back there's just something about the place I find is relatively peaceful Um, no hustle bustle there's nobody um, giving you a hard time Um, I just keep going back
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scatterbo is chatting with two people who are heavily involved in the modern-day hobby called geocaching, Maria Goh and David Nisbet. As we heard, Maria used this hobby to share her faith with David. We'll find out more about David's spiritual growth and more about the hobby of geocaching when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Once again, Eric Scatterbo is chatting with two people who are heavily involved in the modern hobby known as geocaching. Maria Go and David Nisbet. Before the break, we heard how Maria used this hobby to share her faith with David, who began to attend a few events at her church. Now we'll hear more of David's story of spiritual growth.
1: I remember that time when I was out geocaching one Sunday morning. That was probably your first time at Crossway when you texted me and said... What does nine? He left uh, the ninety-nine nine mean, and I, and I remember well, a
3: spiritual question. Yes, yes, what
1: does and it was relating to a song, and at that time because I was geocaching, I thought I texted back, "Are you talking about geocaching or a song at CrossFit? <laughs> and that was when I was. You know, when I found out where he was, I was literally jumping up and down for joy. <laughs> did you
3: tell your husband about that?
1: <laughs> yes, I did. I told my family. I told my husband. You know, um, I've been sharing, you know, what's been happening yeah, sharing uh, your with faith. David yeah. Yeah. and uh, what God was doing in his life. And, uh, you know, the joy that I've had by being part of it, just, you know, little little mm-hmm. snippets of yeah. invites and God was already at work in David's life. I was just coming along, issuing invitations That's as appropriate and he just mm-hmm. responded um, so
2: I remember a, a, Another nudge there was that, uh, October, November last year There was an Alpha Plus course That was run Again there was a, a bit of a gentle persuasion To attend So I um, did the Alpha course for uh, eight weeks
3: And of course if people aren't familiar With the Alpha course That is an introduction to Christianity course
2: Basically The yes, basics it's of Christianity uh, yep. a, a pathway to Jesus if you mm-hmm. like yep. Yes about halfway through the course, there's a, a retreat for one day up at uh, Chestnut Rooms in Carlista, and uh, we had a group prayer. And uh, during that group prayer, I um, decided uh, I've accepted Jesus. I um, essentially um, fell on a heap on the well, not quite on the floor, but I fell on a heap. Uh, wow, well, it touched you that deeply. Mm, yes. So I reckon that was the day that uh, that I accepted Jesus uh, I was halfway through that course.
3: Wow. So, what did you
2: think when you heard that, Maria? No, you were there.
1: Yes, I was there. <laughs> oh, you I were attend- there. I, oh. I didn't attend a whole Alpha series because of my work, mm-hmm. um, but I made a point to be there for the uh, weekend retreat of mm-hmm. Alpha, and what David is sharing, I did not actually know all that was going on inside, because I think on the mm-hmm. outside, he uh, you couldn't tell all that mm-hmm. was going on inside him. So... I'm hearing it, sort of, for a first time. (laughs) Was that right? okay. I've Mm. heard hints of it, but the way he's just expressed it, um, it's probably, yeah.
3: And that's kind of the way it is with sharing your faith. You're planting a seed, but at some point, you have no control. No. Well, as the Bible says, one man plants a seed, another one waters it, but God makes it grow. But you have no control. You just pray and hope for the best. Mm. But then to find out that, well, that seed actually did start to grow. Mm. Yes.
2: Mm. Um, I didn't tell anybody within the Alpha group, Uh, and I think even you, Maria, Um, I actually decided that 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 day, that baptism was the way to go. Yes. We've set
1: a date with Crossway uh, for baptism. Uh, So you're going to be baptized, the full
2: immersion baptism.
3: Yes. Yes. Okay, that's coming up.
1: Yes, that's coming up.
3: The bottom line is, Mm. you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Yes, yes. You're growing in your faith. Yes. And what a beautiful way... That it happened through this interesting hobby called geocaching
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> through geocaching geocaching yeah. gave us that opportunity to connect and then to share share life you know yeah. it's literally yeah. about sharing our lives the things that we are interested in the things that we're doing yeah and i was connected in crossway doing you know a variety of things and taking advantage of that to invite someone along yeah. to what was already happening there and just issuing an invitation for him to connect in the things or the activities yeah. that yeah. that appealed to him. Yeah, and yeah.
3: And here he is today.
1: Yes, yeah, and I yeah. guess it was like a side door mm. in, isn't it? It's yeah. more like a side door entry. But that's and so, it all started with cable ties. <laughs> 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 or I guess my Which curiosity… Which you some of those
3: today. I saw those <laughs> earlier. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. But that is not the only way, Maria, that you use geocaching to share your faith. You also use the hiding the caches as a way. Can you tell us a story about the the church one that Uh, you have planted?
1: Yes, I've got a dream of planting geocaches in, uh, in lots and lots of churches, in churches. Oh, I've got three. That's right, David's just reminding me. I've got three <laughs> geocaches located in churches. Um, now, course, you have their permission. We should absolutely. Say. We yeah. have. To, uh, you have to get permission from the uh, from the people who actually own the property if you're mm-hmm. going entering into private property. Mm-hmm. Um, because I see that there's so much potential uh, for people to connect um, to build bridges. It's about mm-hmm. building bridges with the community in a fun way to, I guess, uh, break down preconceived ideas. Yeah, uh, that yeah. people might have about churches, mm-hmm. and so
3: it's getting a non-Christian yes on the church property. That's right. With getting, permission from the church. That's well, tell right. tell us the story of that one couple. They apparently they're pretty rough. They had like a skull and crossbone T-shirts on, and they find themselves in this church <laughs> car park. Tell us that story.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so they found <laughs> themselves there uh, looking for acacia had planted in the special garden that this church has. It's in Glen Iris. I won't give away the exact location, but it is in a church in Glen Iris. Mm-hmm. And the cache itself is in a garden that they had recently opened to the public. And so uh, the minister, without giving away the fact that he was the minister of the place, he encountered these geocaches. Now, as he knew they, they were.
3: were geocaches. He knew
1: they yeah. were geocaches because he was in on the whole thing from the very beginning. He's a friend of yours. He's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him through the Pastors Network. And he was very, very open to the idea. Very welcoming man. And he started chatting with them. and he, Now you they know this write, story
3: because they wrote you afterwards.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Because in the geocaching app, you can write about your experiences in searching uh, for the geocache or what you encountered that was of interest as you were looking for that place. And so these, this couple uh, related their story to me. Um, one of the draw cards about this particular location is uh, a series of stained glass windows that David Wright has uh, designed, um, created, and they're actually on the walls of the Sanctuary, the church. And um, Glenn, the pastor, was very welcoming and very open about the place and invited them in to view the stained glass windows. And I think they were very surprised at how welcoming this man was. They didn't Mm -hmm. know who he was. So they went, took his invitation, and went in. Uh, he opened the door for them, and they walked around the place. And I think they were pleasantly surprised to be so welcomed, in spite of how they looked. And mm-hmm. I was really, really happy about that because this is this is one of the reasons why I put that. Where I put yeah. the geocaches, it's so that I can create the opportunity for people to connect with welcoming people in churches and build bridges to build bridges mm-hmm. into people's lives. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and I guess I like to take the opportunity where I can to build bridges to build connections with mm-hmm. people, yeah. to journey with people and wherever they, really
3: they are. And they really like the artwork, the and glass like windows the artwork, that you yes. talked about. That's right. So that was uh, the, a treat for them.
1: That was. That's right. And they enjoyed that. So it's that connecting point as well. So
3: And then when they came out of the church, if I remember correctly from what they wrote you, that man that talked to them earlier, introduced himself and said, oh, and by the way, I'm the pastor here.
1: Yes, that's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so here you have some people that sound like they would never come anywhere near a church in their everyday life. Exactly. You have them on their property, the pastor… Invites them in to take a look at the beautiful artwork, so they love that. That was a bit of a treat. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed that time inside the church, and That's then right. they find out, oh, this guy that we met is the pastor, and he mm-hmm. invites them to come back anytime they want to.
1: That's right. Um, I see there's a lot of opportunities to connect with people in a community through geocaching, mm-hmm. but I guess you got to be, you know, you got to have people who are going to be welcoming and to take you through the property or just make you have a chat with yeah. you. Have a coffee. Yeah, it, it can't um, be a
3: pastor who says, Hey, get off our property. <laughs>
1: That's right, no. It wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't go down very no, that well. Go they well. would no, just, no, no. you know, solidify whatever stereotype images That's that they right. have about yeah. Christians and churches. But hey, you know, we Christians like to have fun as much as anybody yeah. else. And We're quite ordinary. Well, I
3: don't know about this geocaching. (laughs) This sounds kind of unordinary to me, but we have only a few moments left. Let's talk about some of your favorite experiences, geocaching. I know you're bubbling to just talk about your hobby, geocaching. What was your favorite experience, David, doing this geocaching thing?
2: There was one that um, I found that um, requires water to um, release the cache, um, recognize the format, the trouble was I didn't have any water. I had to go find water. But the idea was that um, when you find water, you pour water in, it fills up, and the actual cache log itself floats to the top. And then oh, you, and really? You, and you grab it.
1: This um, is really creative. Yes,
2: some people are very creative. In fact, I found two of those. One needed a bit of help. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who helped you. <laughs> and uh, But I've come across one or two of them. Um, and you know, the caches or cache owners, CEOs, they uh, can be very inventive.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: In their uh, presentation of the, of the cache.
3: Okay, Maria. Now I want you to share your favorite experience, but also apparently you had some pretty bad experiences trying to find caches.
1: Yes, um, I have uh, fallen down hillsides and uh, bumped oh, my oh, no. head. <laughs> And I've also had uh, an almost two-inch Bougainvillea thorn stuck in my head. And another time I encountered – At that point, it, did you
3: say to yourself, maybe I need to find a different hobby?
1: <laughs> I did, but it kept drawing me back. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're, it's you're just, I was bitten by the bug, oh. uh, geocaching bug, and I just had to keep going back. Talking about being bitten as well, that but, was but another But you have to have time.
3: some wisdom as far as – Where are you going to look for these?
1: Yes, uh, I'm a bit more, a lot more cautious now. I've Mm -hmm. also been bitten uh, on on the ankle by two bull ants. Oh, wow. (laughs) But David has been pretty lucky, or uh, he's actually a lot more cautious. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does what he calls this job safety… Analysis. Analysis that we joke about a little bit
3: but in all Um, seriousness you have to be wise about this you do don't go off on the end of a cliff that's right don't go off on the end of a cliff
1: because there have been people who have fallen off cliffs and had to be airlifted
3: Trying to find one of these <laughs> cases. <laughs> do not do this, people. Yes, do not
1: do that. Be so just, just don't look for those with difficult yeah. ratings of yeah. five. Just tackle those with you know difficulty ratings I of five. I think one I'll just stay with one the ones. Yeah. 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 And it's not so much a difficulty ratings, too. It's also the terrain rating that you have to pay attention to. Terrain so rating. There is a terrain rating. This range. just gets deeper That's right. and deeper. Yes. <laughs> so if your but was, your, favorite, your favorite experience? <laughs> My favorite experience. Um, uh, the most recent one was uh, just out when we were on holiday in South Australia, Uh, my son and I went looking Mm -hmm. for geocaches uh, along just Victor Mm. Harbour, Victor Harbour and also on Granite Island itself. And that was very memorable. We had fun looking for it. Mother and and son. Yes, a mother and son. And also another time talking about David's uh, clever caches. I managed to persuade my daughter to go along looking for caches one time. And I was looking... All over the place, up and down and in trees and along the walls. And my daughter said, mm, do you think it's here? And she just unscrewed this item and pulled it out. And I had, I had already looked there, but I did not try to unscrew it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was another one of David's. Clever one. So, that was a memorable one. um, Yes,
3: and David brought in some creative caches. Sometimes they're in the form of a fake rock. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in the form of a fake screw. Sometimes in the form of just a little box. Yes. So, there are all kinds of things. I wonder if there's a spiritual application here of the rock, trying to find the rock. What do you think, Maria? You're a writer.
1: Uh, Yeah, I suppose that could. There's definitely a bit of a link there. Now Jesus, the rock. Find, find the rock. Find the rock. Jesus, you don't need rock. a
3: GPS device. <laughs> That's
1: Just right. Just
3: pray to your heavenly Father. He's mm. the ultimate GPS.
1: That's right, device. and He is a GPS device that right. leads and guides you. Yeah. Amen. Even mm-hmm. as you're making connections and enjoying life, enjoying your hobby, let Him guide you. To use that as a connecting point with the people that you're going to meet and connect with and see where that's going to take you, Mm -hmm. you know, and encourage you to just open your eyes. And one of the things I do pray on a regular basis is say, God, give me the opportunities to share Mm -hmm. about you, um, even in small ways, you know, through my hobbies.
3: And look what can happen. Yes. David, (laughs) finding his faith in the Lord.
2: Yes, finding the faith in the Lord has been for me uh, a slow process. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really been quick to make uh, rash decisions mm-hmm. um, Not that uh, finding uh, faith again was rash It just needed uh, a bit of encouragement mm-hmm. to come back And through Maria's uh, encouragement I'm getting there or will mm-hmm. be there uh, the, You're going. Uh, the ultimate will be the baptism in August mm-hmm. And uh, whatever happens after that will be in the Lord's hands
3: Fantastic, you're going in your faith Thank you so much Maria and David for sharing the story of how this cool new modern hobby has been used
0: as a way of sharing faith. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: That was the conclusion of Eric Scadabo's chat with Geo caches, Maria Goh and David Nisbet. And as we heard, they both love their hobby of finding treasures or caches with the help of a GPS. Also, thanks to Maria, sharing with David, Now, they both love the Lord and share a common faith in Him. That's fantastic. Once again, if you want to learn more about the hobby of geocaching, the basic website to get started is simply geocaching, C-A-C-H-I-N-G, geocaching.com. Finally, I just want to say, good on you, Maria, for using this hobby to share your faith. You're an inspiration to us all. And I'm just wondering if maybe there are interests or hobbies we have that we can also use to share our faith. Something to think about. As the Bible says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Well, thanks for joining us for the conclusion of our chat with Maria Goh and David Nisbet, sharing their story behind their hobby, geocaching. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story or hobby with someone today. Next time on The Story...
1: It was about nine o'clock that night and Matt was in the office talking to his best friend, Bevan, and I could hear them laughing. And next minute I heard a crash come from the office. After a few minutes, not even actually seconds, I yelled out, you know, Matt, what's going on? Are you okay? And then I heard this noise and it was a, an exhale kind of noise. And I ran in there to find Matt on the floor.
0: Kylie Wilson lives in Albany in Western Australia and has gone through quite an emotional rollercoaster ride with many unexpected ups and downs. Just when she thought some parts of her life had been restored she experienced yet another gut-wrenching loss. She shares the role her faith played through it all next time. The The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.